friends. Welcome to Womankind. I'm here with my guests this week. I'm here with Alex, Megan, and Lauren, and they are the founders of the business, The Armory. And I am your host, Kelsey Novitz, and we're going to hear more of their story right now. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for being here. So I think just before we get into your business a little bit more, um, can I have each of you just kind of introduce yourself? Yes. So I am Megan. I'm Alex. And I'm Lauren. Tell me a little bit about what the Armory is. Yes, so the Armory, um, we, uh, Alex, Lauren, and myself, Megan, um, founded the Armory a few months ago. So we are a very new, very early startup based in Seattle, where Alex and myself live, and then Cincinnati, where Lauren lives. Um, So we offer easy, made-to-order party kits and supplies for women who want to celebrate special milestones in their lives, like bachelorette parties or baby showers, but they want to celebrate in an awesome and unconventional way. Um, So I think our ultimate mission is to evolve and empower the way women celebrate each other. And one of the ways we're doing this is just by making the planning process easy, right? I think we all know that planning a party can frankly suck. (laughs) But more importantly, we've got designs that are, they're fierce, not frilly. And they offer a bold alternative to a lot of the party planning stuff that's in the market today. Um, And I think more importantly, that's the way that we're trying to evolve and empower celebrations that we have. I love that so much. So you're giving women options for these events. Yeah. Um, so how did this idea come about? Where did this, where was this idea born from? Sure. Um, so this is Lauren and um, I, I was recently married or it feels recently. Um, but well, in congratulations. That, thank you. <laughs> um, and during that process, I, you know, I had a hard time figuring out what I was going to do for my party, and it it didn't necessarily feel like anything out in the marketplace kind of fit, and so I ended up having to kind of build my own own event. And so when Alex um, was planning to get married, um, you know, one night we were talking, and it, it just didn't feel right to kind of have her go through that same process. And so we brainstormed together and um, came up with the idea. Alex is super um, impressive and into kind of empowering other women. And so we thought, let's kind of make that celebration that's supposed to be about her and this huge change in her life and kind of make that special for her. So that's kind of where it all came up. We, We came up with warrior women and totally just, we had a great group of girls who like leaned in and went full on into the theme and just had a great time dressing up and kind of the whole weekend was about empowering each other and just building each other up. Um, And so after that, we kind of shared it. I think Alex shared it on social media. We had a great response and we all were just very excited about the idea to be able to help enable other women to kind of have that a similar experience. Yeah, like, we literally dressed up in full-on warrior costumes, and we were, like, prancing around, and I was kind of hesitant about it in the beginning, because it's not my thing, but, like, it ended up being a blast, and more fun than I ever could have thought, and it, like, really bonded us in this, like, weird way, so, yeah, I think it was just awesome, and we were like, we want to bring this to other people, too. It was too cool to just have all of my best friends there. We went to um, Banff in Canada, and to be dressed pretty radically (laughs) and really I mean 
full-fledged leaning into it and just enjoying each other. I think we spent a lot of the time talking about accomplishments that all of us had done and really celebrating each other. It was truly an awesome experience. That sounds awesome. How was this experience different from maybe other bachelorette parties or other events that you had attended? Hmm. Well, very different. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I've been to at least 10 bachelorette parties now, and they've all been like super special in their own way, and it's like always an awesome excuse to get together as friends and celebrate. Um, but this one was different in that I didn't know a lot of the other women who were going. Um, and it wasn't your typical, like, let's sit down and, like, maybe exchange presents and, like, you know, here's a big <coughs> penis straw that you can drink out of. It was more like, we're just going to go gung-ho and all out. And, like, it is, it was so memorable, like, such a memorable experience and so fun. Yeah, I think one of my favorite activities that we did was Alex's sister had, like, brought tattoos. And so we all spent time thinking about what would most resonate with our warrior persona and kind of share that with the group. And so it was a great way to like get to know each other, but also like lean into a theme, but that theme then allowing you to open up and like really embrace and kind of like give yourself creds or kind of, you know, compliment the other person on like, you know, yeah, you are pretty fierce and like you should have a lion tattoo up your leg or something like that. Yeah. The lion truly embodies you. We, these tattoos were, oddly hard to actually get on so it was a lot of teamwork and team building just to even get our outfits together and out the door that now that i'm thinking about it the temporary tattoos have been kind of a staple in bachelorette parties that i've been to recently um but the problem with me is i have really fair skin and they just don't come off so i really have to go to work with them on after that well, then you can say that the lion truly represents your power. <laughs> or I can just say that it's real. <laughs> um, so not that this is super important, but what were the reactions of people at like places that you went out to at, when you were dressed in these outfits? We, we had a lot of people taking pictures. There were a lot of people asking if we were a celebrity troupe, if we were LARPing. Um, what other reactions did we get? It was a lot of curiosity, but for the most part, when we told people that we were part of a bachelorette party, um, one of the cool things I thought was, which some women might not want, but I loved, was no one could figure out who the bride was. So oh, I was able interesting. to by myself and really... I don't know, point people over to my friends who, I mean, from my perspective, are wonderfully impressive. So it was great to be able to just yeah. be a big troop together and really be a team. Yeah, and I think um, one, another cool thing is that, like, typically when guys see uh, bachelorettes, a lot of them are dressed, it's like the little, the, the troop of little black dresses. Yes. And that comes with a lot of, Calls and uh, maybe negative attention. Mm -hmm. And so, like, again, I was the one who was most hesitant about this, probably. I'm like, if I dress up as a warrior, like, this is going to be really weird. But it was, like, everybody was, like, 
oh my gosh, that's awesome. Like, you're so cool. Like, I didn't feel like a piece of meat in a black dress. I felt like, oh my gosh, you think that I'm like powerful? Like, it, it was kind of ironic, but uh, we got really more congratulations people. than cat calls. Yeah. There were, I don't know that we had any cat calls. It was mostly people just coming up and saying, this is a great idea, way to actually celebrate each other. Wow, that's really changing the tone. I like that. <laughs> so tell us specifically what your product is that you're selling. If someone goes to your website, what will they find? Sure. Um, so our first collections um, of designs are worry-inspired to represent the strength of women and female friendships. Uh, so this collection, um, we provide a range of options. So regardless of where you are in the party planning process, whether you know, how much of a bang you want to make with your event, we've got you covered. So we provide everything from party decorations to themed accessories to full-on rental packages that would include kind of renting that warrior costume ensemble. And within that selection, uh, we want to keep it simple. So we do have um, that we'll be uh, soon releasing um, pre-made party kits that will kind of have everything that you would need to kind of throw that party. So things like balloons, confetti, banners, um, even down to party favors like koozies, tote bags, and maybe even tank tops. Um, or if you wanted to, you could build your own kit as well. So if you just want to do costumes and go all in and then maybe buy matching koozies, you could do that as well. So really everything you need to kind of throw your own warrior women party Um and, and we want to enable people to either make it simple and kind of pick one that's already made, or if they really get into it and want to kind of build their own, they can do that as well. And now the thing that I love that I saw on your website, um, apart from like, you know, breaking these stereotypes and breaking these tropes is the fact that you can get everything all together instead of having to go to a million different places for these things. Like it's all in one box and it comes right to you. Yes, that's definitely something that, right, I think we all are too familiar with the maybe 10 different sites that we have to kind of, we have in our back pocket of, all right, I have something to plan, I'm going to go to Amazon, Pinterest, Etsy, um, even like local stores and have to do all that work, you know, myself. And so that's what we wanted to be able to do the work for um, people planning a party, because honestly, if you are planning an event like a wedding, you have so much other things to worry about and so many other emotions and personalities. We wanted to, to kind of do that legwork for people and make it really easy and simple. Well, that's amazing. I also saw some upcoming um, themes that you have. Yes. Can we talk about those now? <laughs> I don't yes, know if they're okay. Can. I just saw the RBG one and got really excited. <laughs> yes, I am so excited about uh, our RBG collection. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, we uh, we are getting very close to releasing that collection, and it's really just paying homage to kind of what a powerhouse and inspiration that she is, but in a fun way that's approachable. So. Um, so yeah, we'll have, we have a, quite a different ways that you can participate in that theme, whether it be, you know, just kind of really, um, embracing and kind of getting some, some bling on with maybe a descent collar, um, and, and some of those kind of fun, fun accessories that may go along with, with some of those. I love that. Yeah. And what was the other one? I kind of zeroed in on that one because I was really excited about it, but there was another one as well. 
The other one is Superwoman. So, okay. right, Warrior Women is kind of that that battle-ready, fierce female. Um, but the Superwoman is really looking at, you know, what are those other kind of uh, heroes that we can tap into and, and play around with. So, no, yeah. And I, oh, go ahead. Been, well, oh, sorry. I know that we're all in different cities right now. <laughs> Um, but so I don't think we like introduced what we do on the team, but Lauren is our lead designer and like we all started as friends. So it's been super cool to see Lauren like in a professional oh, setting. Shine. And, like, Absolutely shine. Come out, but, like, for the RBG collection, like this is something that I would, I'd like actually want to do whenever my party comes or maybe for my <laughs> birthday, right? That's in December. But like we are giving the option to rent these like beautiful ornate um, RBG inspired collars and then um, like little glasses and maybe little plastic gavels. And so like you can have them for a night, but a lot, like a lot of times when I bought like literally Alex for your bachelorette party, I spent like 40 or 50 bucks on Amazon for a costume that I wore once. And as much as I loved it, I don't know what I'm going to wear it again. So did you keep it? Nah, it's in, yeah, it's in like somewhere wow. in my house right now. <laughs> But, like, we offer the option to then send that back, which not only is more sustainable, but it's just, like, I don't want to deal with it again. Like, I want to look cute in pictures and have the memory, but I don't need the actual object. Um, and then I think what Lauren was talking about, you know, if, if you don't want to go full big and dress dress up, we have, like, our RBG party kit is super cute. Lauren, can I, like, say two of the things that you're working on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, instead of... Um, like, you know, your typical gold or pink confetti, we have cute little glasses-shaped confetti that you can throw on the table, because, like, let's be honest, we still want to decorate, I just want to do it fiercely, um, <laughs> instead of, like, you know, a bride tribe or welcome baby banner, it might say, like, congratulations, your honor, something like that. Future um, leaders. Future leaders, yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. So actually, you brought up a good point. We didn't go around and say who does what for the company. So let's do that. Yes. Um, so this is Megan. Um, I'm our acting CEO for now. Um, Alex, you are? I am uh, handling marketing and operations. Yes, and I am Lauren. As Megan said, I am leading some of the, well, leading the product development and kind of creative direction. Nice. Can you guys tell us a little bit, of, well, first, actually, tell us how you know each other, and then also tell us what it's like to run a business with people that you are friends with. Ooh, that's, fun. that's great. <laughs> we, uh, we actually, how do you want to? Well, we, I think we all met um, in Cincinnati, actually, through our significant other. So um, uh, the very strong men and uh, very kind and supportive men in our lives um, all went to school together. And so we were introduced probably like four or five years ago mm -hmm. by them. Um, they and clearly have great taste in women. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> but I think our, our friendship grew from there. Um, and uh, Alex and I ended up moving out to Seattle for different reasons within six months of each other. Oh, my gosh. Um, what are the odds? Yeah, like, it was awesome. Super lucky. Super, I got super lucky with that one. Yeah, but we... I We're mean, still working on Lauren. I know. Lauren. <laughs> but we see each other, like, at least two or three times a year just because our, our group of friends gets together. Um, and I think in terms of, like, how has it been working together, it's funny. Like, a lot of um, my male mentors have warned me, uh, 
like, Megan, you are going to hate your co-founders. Something is going to happen. You you really, you're going to fight. You have to watch your back. It's always about you. Um, and as much as I, I, I used to not like admitting that there were differences in business when it comes to men and women. I think now I, I recognize them. And I think that women inherently are more collaborative. Like I know Alex and Lauren, and I know that you are good people because you are my friends and no amount of money or disagreement yeah. is going to change that. So I think it's, it's behooved us for sure, because as friends, we can also be honest with each other. And when we disagree, we can just tell each other, like we, had difficult conversations about who's going to play what role and what percent of the company should you own but like I just feel like we've got such a strong base that we're okay to talk about those things I think because we're we are women who were kind of raised around the turn of the century where we're trying to be a little bit more empowered trying to learn to stop saying sorry more um we are just naturally a little bit more vocally self-critical and it's been interesting having all of us be able to own our mistakes uh, by ourselves without having anybody having to point a finger and the other two tend to jump in and go no you're doing a great job and we just have this where we're cheering each other on half the time in our meetings yeah <laughs> yeah and I think one of the things that that I enjoy about embarking on the armory with these two lovely ladies is that I mean what we're trying to do is just give like every group of girls the ability to have a great time and to like really have fun with each other and lift each other up. And so I think it just rings true. Like we should also be doing that with our business. And if we get to a point where we're not having fun, right, then there, there's something that's off. And so I've, I would kind of echo everything that Alex and Megan have said, and just, it's been great to have that, that base of friendship. Um, and then also be able to see that other side of your friends and their kind of business savvy side that generally you don't get to see um, when you're just hanging out on the weekends and having a good time. Right. And seeing your friends in that light is probably very impressive. Yeah. It's, I have a whole new kind of appreciation. Like, you know, I, I thought a lot of Megan and Alex before this, but to be able to kind of get the pleasure to see that side of them, it's, you know, I'm just more and more impressed with them all the time. I love this relationship that you guys have. This is so great. (laughs) And I think you're definitely on to something like women are such great communicators. And I feel like women, you know, that are, I'm assuming you guys are around my age that, you know, our generation, I think we've been taught to be a little bit more honest and a little bit more communicative. So that definitely makes things easier when running a business, I would think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Question, where did the name The Armory come from? That was a long battle. <laughs> that, that was fun. That's funny. You call it a long battle. I thought it was a fun exploratory. Um, it was a great, no, exploratory is better. <laughs> it was just, we, we batted that one around for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think um, we wanted to kind of, you know, we, we explored quite quite a different um, uh, a range of possibilities for what our name could be. And I think the challenge that, that we wanted to 
to kind of capture is really getting that balance of strength and femininity. So some of the, you know, ideas that we were tossing around went really into that kind of battleground. And I, I don't think that we wanted it to be based in the idea of like aggression or fighting um, because we also, you know, wanted it to feel fun and really embrace femininity. So, so we liked the idea of balancing out, you know, the idea of a weapons armory where you're, you're really, arming yourself with everything you need to kind of um, throw that event or tap into your inner inner warrior, but um, also balance that with kind of just like an armoire and kind of the place where you go to, you know, maybe you keep your your precious blouses or, or just where you keep the things that, you know, um, you, you use every day. So kind of tying those two together is, is kind of how we netted out um, with the armory. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> I love the name. I just was curious where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've answered a lot of my questions about your business specifically. And I mean, your business does, it's for women, by women. Um, do men come into the picture at all? Or is this a, a unapologetically female situation? You know, I think we're starting as unapology, unapologetically uh, feminine, but we are not man-haters, no. and we have, like, wonderful men in our lives, and so if there was a party of wonderful men who wanted to run from us, we would certainly make that happen. Heck yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually have encouraged um, my guy friends, if they, if they want to rent a warrior ensembles, heck yes. I will rent that for them, and I will be their photographer Instagramming the whole thing for them. <laughs> I love that. I'm just thinking, so last year I went to my first bachelor party. Um, it was co-ed because there are women in the – is it still called the bridal party when it's like the man's side of the situation? I feel bridal like it is. All of it, yeah. Oh, Okay. Is there, because it's like the bride, so I guess like the groomsmen, a couple of them were female. Um, and so at this party, because there were women there, like, you know, we kind of ran the show as if it were a bachelorette party. So there were like, there was a veil and there were penis straws, even though we were there to celebrate the man. Interesting. Married to a woman. <laughs> it, it was interesting. And so this is just making me think that there you know, there isn't just one approach to everything. There, you know, doing something that reflects you and your personality and your friends' personalities is really important. Yeah, and I mean, like, we're starting with bachelorettes because that was the most intuitive to us and was our own experience, but, like, we're also designing kits for baby showers and birthday parties and bridal showers. Like, any occasion that women or men have to celebrate each other in an empowering way um, in an inclusive way, I think we're, we're open to, I think got to start somewhere. It's also worth stating that there's, there's no wrong way to celebrate each other. If you like the little black dress way with the pink penis straws, great, go for it. That's, it's totally your prerogative. Um, we just wanted to open the box to some more ideas for women who maybe didn't want to bark up that tree. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely is not for everybody. So, are there any aspects of your business that we haven't talked about at this point? Um, I think, like, 
bigger picture, um, we've talked about like how we want to evolve and empower the way women celebrate each other. But like, we really started this business because we want to fundamentally change the paradigm of what it means to celebrate each other as women. Um, I think we want to break the convention of how someone might throw a baby shower or celebrate a bride to be because right now it's oftentimes like let's sit in a circle and open presents and drink bubbles and then we go home but like it can be so much more it can be whatever you want it to be um and I do think that like bachelorette parties are maybe arguably the most universal or quintessential celebration of women but for better or for worse, they often do tend to center around the pink penis straw as, like, yeah. a key decoration. So we really just want to, like, focus these occasions on our strength and our friendships because we have a lot to celebrate. And, of course, we want to have fun along the way because with all of the challenges that we face, we just deserve to, like, step back and have a good time sometimes. I mean, it is such a all of these events are such important female rituals. It's like a sacred space almost. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if they're, if they're female rituals, then our centerpiece shouldn't be a bright pink penis. <laughs> <laughs> We're not having that. <laughs> I think the, the one other uh, thing that we do want to make sure uh, your listeners are aware of is that, sourcing them um, from other places um, as you know because we're a startup we can't necessarily start um, building them from scratch but in terms of the accessories um, and the curation of the kits uh, I am designing them with the support of Alex and Megan love it nice um, so I think at this point we're about ready to move into the questions about womanhood um, and so, 
Well, actually, do any of you have anything? Um, uh, would you like to give us just a little bit more context about like your background? Um, or do you just want to like move right into the womanhood questions? Okay, yeah, we can just do a round robin of introductions then. Okay. Um, I'll start and just go off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hello, my name is Megan. I uh, live in Seattle with my um, partner, Anin, right now. Um, I uh, grew up in Chicago and, um, you know, lived and worked in the Midwest for uh, almost eight years before moving out to Seattle. And I have really fallen in love with the people and the love of the outdoors here. Uh, I'm Alex. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio with uh, um, two very feminist parents and a brother and a sister, and I absolutely blame them for always believing that women were just as equal as men and never having any stigma growing up that I couldn't do something because I was a woman. In fact, my dad used to make me angry by telling me that women weren't allowed to mow the lawn, so I would go out and mow my lawn and my neighbor's lawn. I love it. Yeah, it was great. Um, so uh, my husband and I live here in Seattle, a couple blocks away from Megan, and uh, it's been a wonderful transition from Ohio, absolutely digging the Seattle vibe. Everybody here is uh, unapologetically their own person, and it's just been a great place to thrive and really start this business. Yeah, and I am Lauren. I uh, I've been born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I am the lone wolf still here of the group from the Armory. Everyone has left me and abandoned me for beautiful Seattle. Um, but I do still love Cincinnati. It's, it's kind of where my home is and where my husband and I are raising our two cats together. Um, Yes. Can't forget our most loyal employees are cats. Uh, and uh, a little bit more about me. So I, I do have a background in fashion design, um, but also um, my MBA in business. And so uh, I think for a, a long time, you know, I, I would struggle with kind of what part of me um, I would leverage in, in kind of my passions or my career, and I would kind of flip back and forth. And so what I love about this venture um, with these two ladies is that I, I don't have to choose, and I'm able to use both of those as strengths versus pick and choose. So um, so very, very excited about that. Oh, I love that. You're getting to use all of your skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now comes the question, the womankind question. So each of you, what does it mean to you to be a woman in 2019? It's um, so funny because we were kind of talking about this yesterday. Um, and like the immediate adjectives that come to mind are uh, dynamic, multifaceted, patient, strong. Um, and I mean, I think what is uh, consistent for all women throughout history is that there is an equality differential versus men. Um, I think in the way that we're, we're viewed and treated. Um, but what makes us different in 29, I think is our interconnectedness across the globe, right? Like it is so easy now to reach out to somebody who lives on the other side of the world, uh, to see in the news, what is happening in other places in the world. Um, and so I think that, 
interconnectedness is really what's unique about being a woman in 2019, but it's important to acknowledge that, like, we're all in different places around the world along that journey, right? Like, my story is very different than the story of a woman who might be in Saudi Arabia or, like, Australia or Africa. So I think it's exciting um, where we can all make change and progress together, but we need to just be aware of and acknowledge uh, some of the different challenges that women across the world face. Just to elaborate a little bit on that, I just I think it's so cool that you we have these abilities to see the stories of women who are across the world, and you can see their stories and hear about their lives and actually find empowerment just in listening to somebody else's story. And you may not have ever met that person, but being able to reach across the globe and see what they're doing really is, it's truly empowering. I think it's changing the way how women speak up and use their voices to actually help one another. Absolutely. And I, I hope, you know, you know, I think it's good for people, women specifically here in America to see how women in other countries live, because, you know, I feel like sometimes here we feel like, oh, we just have so far to go before we achieve equality. But then we see these women in other countries who are not even close to the space that we're in. Um, And, you know, that can, you know, inspire people to want to help and make change um, and just kind of give us a little bit more perspective. Yeah. All three of you answered, right? (laughs) No, Uh, no, I was just going to chime in. Um, I know, you know, we talked as a group a little bit about this yesterday, but um, just to add, I think, I think there's a a level of kind of resilience that that women have in 2019 and and it's the balance um, and the the practice of being able to balance the wins and the losses, right? You know, there's all, because of that interconnectivity, we may get frustrated more with the things that we see across the globe, but I think it also allows us to tap into some of those exciting achievements. And so I think it's just, um, there's, there's kind of always that reminder to, to continue to, to press forward and not be satisfied. Um, and, and just be sure to take the wins also with the losses, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally get that. So I feel like my next two questions are, what's your favorite part of being a woman and what are the hardest parts of being a woman? I feel like I want to flip-flop that and ask about the hardest parts first and then end like on a more positive note with your favorite parts. <laughs> hmm. I think um, one of the things that um, uh, I don't think is exclusively female, but I think it, it's more prevalent um, amongst women than in men is just the, the struggle with confidence, um, and kind of, uh, across the board, you know, at that core, like key age, when you're a teenager, there's, there's a key turning point for, for girls and boys of kind of where, you know, in a lot of cases, boys confidence shoots up and, and girls does not at that same rate. And so I think, um, practicing right being confident and and trusting in your gut I think is a challenge that I personally face um and and try to remind myself of but I I do think it's a common thing across a lot of women I think that uh raising that next generation that at that turning point 
gain their confidence and women are starting to question theirs. Just having a good support force of society in general, I guess, to come and tell them, you know, you're doing okay. You can, you might be a little bit nervous right now, but there's no reason for you to doubt yourself ever. Just keep trying, keep on the straightened path and definitely lean on the people who will support and help you along the path. Yeah, I mean, if I think, like, universally about what are the hardest parts of being a woman, it gets super heavy, right? Because, like, there are women who cannot drive, women who cannot vote, women who are treated as objects. Um, And so I think that certainly goes without saying that, like, that is a hard part of being a woman for sure. Um, I think... Personally, um, if I if I bring it back home and to what I've experienced, one of the things that I struggle with is when people mistake my um, like maybe my softness or my humility for incapability. So because I am not always the loudest person in a room, um, there are some people who think that like maybe I'm not a leader or maybe I can't do that or maybe I don't have anything smart. Uh, to say or contribute, um, and so I think that there is like bias in that for sure that you you have to overcompensate for sometimes. Same thing on the opposite side, where if you're too assertive, then you're a bitch. Right. <laughs> right. You're not you're not you know saying things directly. You're actually being a to coin a very famous phrase, a nasty woman. You're not doing things right, even though you're doing. I don't know. You're being just as assertive as a man would in that situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're not walking that fine line, then you fall off and you become, you get labeled as one of these things. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think the favorite parts of being a woman, if we're going to go to the, the happy side the now. happy sure, side. Sure, yeah. Okay, so I definitely in the future need to flip-flop those questions because I always do the the favorite parts first. So ending on a positive note is Yeah, happy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think there's so many things going through my head right now, but, like, the word camaraderie is popping to the top because I don't know. I just feel like, obviously, you connect with women on a different level when you know that they face a lot of the same things that you do, and especially when you are – um, an underserved group, I think it just makes the connections that stronger. So I'm just, I think one of the best parts is like the, the uh, genuineness of the relationships that I've formed with other women and how we all want to help each other. It's not cutthroat, it's collaborative. Yes, I, I 100% agree. I was going to say something very similar that, you know, my favorite part about being a woman is those special female friendships that I think you know, each one is unique and multifaceted, and when you get a group of women together and they're having a good time and kind of letting loose, um, I think there's something really special about those those friendships and those moments. I really need to start keeping a tally because that is, I think, literally every single person's answer that I've ever oh, interviewed. <laughs> so... It sounds like we're, we're proving it right. I was going to say my big thing was the the female voices. I think that one of my favorite parts, especially about being a woman in 2019, is that everybody seems to be shouting a little bit louder each year. We're all yelling a little bit louder that we want to be friends, that we want to help each other. We're not competing for each other. We're all on the same team trying to get to the same place. And all of it's equality and happiness and making sure that we're doing it together. Um, so just having female voices... And everybody 
rising up together is probably my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I love that too. So is there anything that you think the world needs to know about women that it doesn't know right now or maybe doesn't acknowledge right now? Oh, oh, that we can be anything we want. There is no box. There is no box that is a woman. And also the box doesn't include everything under the sun. It doesn't include, you know, long hair, long, straight, blonde hair that's smart and compassionate and somehow still quiet and... Uh, I don't know. It, it can be anything you want. You don't have to fall into this little box, and there's no reason to judge anybody for doing anything differently. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, like, uh, women are people, right? Like, at the end of the day, not everything is, like, a man thing versus a woman thing. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're <laughs> Like, I grew up um, with three brothers, and so when I was, like, younger and really, like, through college into my adult life, I had this, like, idea that, like, men and women are equal, and maybe you say they're not, but in my experience, they are, and I can do anything, and that's fine, but I think as I've grown older and and had different experience, some bad, some okay, um, you know, it does teach you that there, there are differences between men and women and the way that they're treated. Um, and those at least need to be acknowledged, right? I think the bad, the bad differences need to be fixed and the, the good ones should be celebrated. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else on that topic? Um, no, I, I definitely agree with both Megan and Alex. Um, so yes, I would say yes. And Yes, they said it beautifully. (laughs) I would say the same. (laughs) So, so what issue that affects women are you most passionate about? Yeah, so I spoke a little bit um, about mine earlier and kind of that that key turning point um, in young girls where, you know, there's that clear drop in their confidence. so I'm going to call that as my answer here as well. <laughs> well, so I actually have a comment on that. Like, this is where I think, like, social media, um, which, you know, like, when I was a, in high school and a kid, like, I didn't have a cell phone until I was, like, 16. Like, social media wasn't really, like, an issue for me, I guess. Um but I've read a lot of things now that, you know, we were so, so worried about the boys and them playing video games and how it was going to damage them and all of that. And now all these studies have come out that, like, you know, video games are great and collaborative and, like, really helpful for people that play them. Um, and now all these studies have also come out that say that, you know, girls, the way that they use social media is image-based and they're really dependent on the likes and it starts super early. It starts even before middle school where, you know, we have these like children that are measuring their worth by how many likes they're getting on a selfie on Instagram. And so I think like the confidence issue is definitely tied into that. Although that's kind of always been the case that like girls have a confidence level that drops at a certain age. Definitely. And it's just, you know, manifesting in a different way now that we have technology that's helping facilitate, you know, all of those insecurities and and thoughts that are happening. 
it's just like compounding everything and making it worse. Yeah. One person that um, I, I mentioned, I think, um, before we, we started the recording today, who is doing um, some really interesting work in this space is Krista um, Samaras, I believe is how you pronounce her name, um, where, you know, she had a background um, playing lacrosse um, in high school and throughout college. And I believe potentially on this is where you may need to fact check me, um, <laughs> okay. but the U.S. team, um, and, and she definitely noticed a difference even in the performance of um, the athletes that then she eventually started coaching, um, and it tied it directly to even how many games they were winning based on their confidence level, um, wow. and so she is now kind of starting her own business focused on kind of, one, addressing that confidence level um in girls and teenage girls um and getting to the real base of that insecurity and fear um grit resilience and bravery but she's also then kind of using some of that to help women um who right are past their teenage years but are still feeling the effects of that so doing training for women to you know be more have less lean less into their fear and lean more into bravery and kind of go after those CEO positions. Um, so I just think she's, she's someone, um, who's doing some really interesting stuff in that space and definitely is connected into that. If that's something that you're passionate about and wanted to learn more about. Um, what is her name again? Krista Samaras. So okay. it's, um, it's Krista with a C and then it's, um, S A M A R A S. Okay. I'll definitely have to check her out. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, she was um, a three-time All-American and three-time All-Ivy League um, player. So she's, you can read more about her, but. Wow. And you said lacrosse was her sport? Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I always feel like I want to talk to more sports players on this show. <laughs> so if you guys know any, send them my way. <laughs> so I can definitely send her and then I do um one of my uh old coworkers used to kind of play a lacrosse with Krista as well oh, who nice. is very impressive if you if you want more sports peeps oh yeah because I feel like that's you know we should be talking about women in sports more often absolutely yeah so so you guys what changes would you like to see for women in the future or we can go we can go back to the other question if we weren't done with that. Yeah, Megan, Alex, did you have anything? I kind of took um, it off the rails there. No, you did a great job. Um, I think the only I have one that would fix both um, issues that affect women and changes I'd like to see. Go for it. I work in, uh, <laughs> I work in the tech industry and I partner with recruiting. And one of the things that I see every day and that I am really sad about all the time is the very, very radical ratio between men and women in tech. Mm -hmm. And I think that it spans across all fields where they're male-dominant, is that we just don't have enough women represented in fields that truly affect every aspect of the globe. I mean, everybody uses technology, and we are failing immensely at making sure that it's split 50-50. I mean, women are half the population and we aren't even kind of close to 50% of women in tech companies. And it's something I, I think that the company that I, I work for is striving to change regularly. And I, I 
really applaud them for making sure that they are doing their job and due diligence and seeking out appropriate women who, you know, fit the bill, who are going to do a great job and elevate everything. But I'd love to see women truly represented in all fields that were, you know, traditionally male fields. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my my mind was going to uh, women in business on this question as well. and I know there is a study that I cannot quote because I cannot remember it, but it was a very big and important study that I think surveyed a lot of Fortune 500 and even um, smaller companies and concluded that the companies that tend to perform the best from a financial standpoint and can deliver for their shareholders are the ones that have the most diverse um, boards and women leaders. And I think like it makes sense, right? Women are collaborative. I think women can uh, tend to see past small issues. And um, so the fact that like a company would grow with more diversity and more women leadership is just a no brainer to me. And I think too, like as we've started this journey as female founders um, and have become more connected within the entrepreneurship community, there is just like in tech, I think a huge disparity between women and men founders. Um, and so we, I was just at a, a female founders alliance, uh, female founders alliance conference yesterday that was super cool because it brought together a lot of female founders, um, who, you know, I think we have similar backgrounds and experiences and we were, nobody was like, Oh, I can't tell you my idea because, you might steal it, which, honest to God, that's happened. Like, oh. I've heard that before when I've been to, like, a, a male-focused uh, entrepreneurship group. But everyone was like, here's my idea. What do you think? Like, can I pitch to you? Sure, I'll share my pitch deck. Here's my cap table. Like, everybody was just so great. And I feel like if we can get more women in tech and business in the future, it's not just going to benefit us. It's going to benefit the whole world. Yeah. That just, this is, like, on a personal note, that just made me realize that I've never had any woman say anything bad about what I'm doing here. Like everyone is super supportive and like, Oh my gosh, that's so great. I'm glad you're telling women's stories. The only criticism I've had has come from men. You're doing a great job. Thanks guys. Yeah. I just, I was just thinking about that. I was like, every woman is so supportive and like, anyone who has like a criticism or something that like I could do better or something I'm not doing has been a man. Oh my gosh. I'm going to send you a mansplaining chart that you can forward to. Yeah, I need that. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Well, and I will, like the one other thing I will say is that like I've had to like really toughen up and just like get over myself because a lot of times when I start to explain our concept to men, you know, we're about like the words party kit and bachelorette party and baby shower come out and they'll be like, oh, that's cute. And I'm like, it's more than cute. We are in the era of the box, right? Like we're in the middle of the Me Too movement and we're in the middle of like Instagram and being Instagrammable. So there are like real market forces that are shaping the way for our business. It's more than just a cute idea, right? Like we're hoping to revolutionize the way women celebrate each other. Well, and then they have lots of suggestions for us. For how our business model. Yes, yes. I'm sure they do. Well, I truly think you are revolutionizing something that is, like, like I said, there are so many, like, stereotypes and, like, certain expectations. Like, when going to a bachelor party, we didn't know what to do outside of, like, the (laughs) typical bachelorette expectations. Like, 
So that is interesting. I love it. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into talking about the women that you guys admire the most. Uh, this one, um, I can I can start if you ladies don't mind. Yeah. Um, I think it it's for me it's it's natural to kind of idolize those women who you know have been making strides to further women's equality, like Gloria Steinem, RBG, who we were talking about earlier, and you know people like Oprah. But I think when I when I really think about it. Um, personally, I find inspiration from the women who are closest to me every day, you know, people like my mom, you know, my co-business owners and my best friends. I mean, each of these women have faced challenges throughout their life, you know, some bigger than others and really just like little everyday challenges. Um, and they show up and they rise to the occasion and they still manage to get out of bed, look fabulous go to work every day, take care of their families and work in sometimes multiple jobs. And so, um, those I think are the people that, you know, I, I, I truly most admire. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, it's, I love being able to, there's a bunch of women that are, you know, big celebrities or, uh, powerhouse legislators, movers and shakers that I love watching on Instagram or in the news, but, um, the, the real inspiration I, that I get, it's those tiny moments during the day where you're fi- like feeling a little bit weak and you need somebody to push you over and make sure that you're still breathing. Um, and it's, it's definitely, it's Megan and Lauren, it's my mom, it's my mother-in-law and it's all of my, uh, the people that I work with. I have some incredible leadership at my office and they're wonderfully all women somehow and absolute role models that I strive to be like every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went, my my head went um, to my mom and my partner's mom. I feel like I'm gonna tear up. Oh, yes, but I mean, I'm like, here for you. They both, I think, led very different lives. Like my mom uh, raised four children, um, and like that was her full time job. And it is so hard, and I think often like not acknowledged how much time and energy that can take up. Yeah. Um, and then my my partner Amin's mom um, came from India, and. She uh, is a financial planner, and so she entered the workforce, like, when she got here. um, She was getting her MBA at night, and then she was raising two children. So it's just, like, all of that, I think, is so impressive that one person could do all of those things so well. Um, So, yeah, I do think, like, there are certainly big, you know, like, RBG, obviously, who doesn't admire her. But it's it's about, like, the close-to-home interactions, too. Yeah, I mean, those are really, like you know, you can see people on TV and on the news and stuff, but the models that you see in your life um, are really what have the greatest impact on you. Yeah, we're, we're all pretty privileged to have these strong uh, women in our lives who are regularly checking in and making sure that we're doing okay. It's, it's really, I don't know a better word than we're just privileged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I will say, I, I did say my mom, but I also would call out my mother-in-law as well. She actually has been sending me so many links and resources and inspiration for the armory since she's found out um, about our business. She's been incredibly supportive as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Now, I, I we kind of already talked about the story of a subversive woman. Did you guys have anyone else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I've got one um, that I was kind of, 
thinking about while we were going through. Um, I, uh, I love my mama, and she's fantastic and raised the three of us and started her own business and did everything while my dad was traveling a lot while we were brought up. But I am, uh, I'd am i love to talk about my mother-in-law, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> twist. Uh, <laughs> so uh, my mother-in-law grew up in uh, Boston, and when she was five years old, her, uh, her birth mom was killed in a car accident on their front lawn and uh, she was not in a safe home environment. So she ran away and was actually homeless for quite a long time and bounced around after that between a bunch of aunts. And um, eventually she ended up putting herself through college. She was a teacher and was in a poor part of town where there was actually no one supporting the young women that were at the school that she was teaching at. And so she would do sex education for these young girls in the bathroom to make sure that they were being safe and taking care of themselves. And I'm not sure that it was entirely approved of, but she did not care. She knew she needed to take care of them and um, make sure everybody was safe. And from then on, she went and put herself through uh, her master's degree and was a geopetroleum physicist for Chevron for a long time and traveled the entire world talking to big wigs and rooms that were just full of men and having to be the one to stand up and tell them what was what. So she's was truly an impressive lady and is a big supporter of the armory. Wow. That's an incredible story. Yeah. She is, she is really just a boss lady. It's, it's wow. so nice in my life. <laughs> Someone should like, make a movie about her life that's incredible <laughs> yeah she's i mean she's had oh, she's just had such an incredible life i would really? say that is a subversive woman for sure oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> just jumped in no it's great all right, ladies, so we're, we are approaching the end of the episode. Is there anything that you want to elaborate on, anything that you want to add that we didn't really talk about yet? Yeah, I think there was one thing that um, I kind of going back to the armory and one of the reasons why um, I, I think it's special um, is because I, I personally really do believe in the power of play. Um, and I think there's something really special when you just stop caring about what other people think and you just have fun and have fun with your girlfriends or even make girlfriends through having fun. Um, in many ways, women aren't the most comfortable accepting compliments and embracing their strength. And however, like if you give a group of girls the opportunity to brainstorm why one person is more of, you know, like one fierce you know, empress versus a fierce mage or a uh, huntress, y you really start breaking down those walls and allow, allow women to like fully just like bond with each other. Um, which, which I think is something that, that play enables that, you know, we normally don't get to tap into in our everyday adult life. Yeah, a costume can definitely work wonders for that, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's something about taking on and embodying strength through costume. Yeah. That you can not hide behind, but I don't, hiding behind is the wrong word. It's more emanating. Yeah. You're embracing and fully giving an aura of this is the power I want to, I want to be today. Right, 
and I, it's something, it's similar to like the fake it till you make it. If you don't have confidence, right, fake it. And then eventually you'll just start being confident. And so. Or just wear a crown. Yeah, <laughs> wear a crown. Be a queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, anything else? Um, okay. Um, so yes, we, we chose to, um, partner with an organization called I fund women to run our crowdfunding campaign. Um, I think everybody knows Indiegogo and Kickstarter and those websites, but, um, I, I did not know about I fund women until we started this journey. And I think we, uh, kind of went towards them because there is just a natural partnership in our missions. We are both trying to evolve and empower, um, women, um, and I fund women specifically, uh, is trying to fund more female owned businesses, knowing that less than 2% of women owned businesses ever receive VC funding. Um, and so we just thought their mission was great and why not put ourselves out there and, you know, see what would happen. And I think we have been thrilled and overwhelmed by the response we've gotten and the the support we've received. So um, our our goal was $10,000 and we wanted to use that to kind of update our website and build out a few more of our collections like Notorious RBG that we talked about. Um, We are almost at 15,000. Fingers crossed we will get there by the end of our campaign, which ends in about 10 days. and so if anybody would like to uh, visit our campaign, you can go to www.ifundwomen.com slash projects slash armory. That's A-R-M-O-U-R-I-E. Uh, our featured reward is to donate $25 and you will receive a $50 credit towards a future party package. Um, whether you want that to be a basic party kit with a few decorations, whether you want to throw on some accessories like tank tops or tote bags, um, or whether you want to go big and rent full on ensembles. Um, and for those of you who just want to visit our website, you can find us at www.thearmory.com. That's T-H-E-A-R-M-O-U-R-I-E. For all womankind uh, visitors, we are, um, or listeners, sorry, we're offering a 25% discount. You just have to use the code WOMANKIND25. Um, so we hope that you will visit our website, will visit our crowdfunding campaign, uh, crowdfunding campaign page and find something that you like. Well, thank you. You guys are doing amazing work here. So thank you for bringing this new perspective to an area that I think needs it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. You are also doing awesome work. You're doing a great job. This is great. (laughs) Thanks, ladies. I'm glad we're all supporting each other. Um, All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being here again. This has been a pleasure. This Uh, is, like, so fun. Isn't it fun? I love doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so womankind listeners if you're looking to get in touch with womankind you can find me at womankind podcast on facebook and instagram uh, at my website www.womankindpodcast.com or through email at womankindpodcast at gmail.com thanks for listening bye friends bye